Welcome to the Incomparable Podcast, a podcast from 10ofthose.com. This is a podcast exploring the character and attributes of God. Each episode in this series is an extract from the book Incomparable, written by Andrew Wilson and read by Neil Gardner. The full book explores 60 characteristics, but this series is designed to just give you a little taster, picking out 15. Each podcast is like the chapters in the book, fairly short, five to seven minutes long, and so hopefully very manageable. If you want to read the whole book or listen to the audiobook, visit 10ofthose.com where you can purchase the physical, audio, and ebook. So without further ado, let's dive into episode 12, looking at God the Judge. We hope you find this podcast a blessing. There's no pleasing some people. Depending on mood, the same person can attack God for not judging often enough and then for judging too much. Questions like, how could God allow that evil to continue? And how can God say that sleeping with my boyfriend is wrong actually contradict each other? One is demanding intervention from God the judge, the other demanding the opposite. Like the man who complains that the drug laws are not being enforced and then whines about getting a parking ticket. Such people do not fundamentally have an objection to the idea of God's judgment. They simply differ from him on whether or not they should be on the receiving end of it. The fact that people think like this, always imagining themselves to be the exception to the rule, shows how much we need someone who can judge with equity, as the psalmists said of Yahweh. But what does it mean for God to be a judge? In the legal systems of most Western countries, there are five main players, each with different functions. There are politicians who write the law. There are policemen who deter people, often by their presence alone, from breaking it, and see that criminals are captured and put on trial. There are jurors who weigh the evidence and reach a verdict. There is a judge who interprets the law and passes a sentence based on the jury's verdict. And there is a prison system, which implements the results of the judge's sentence. To avoid corruption, we prevent any individual from doing more than one of these jobs. Yahweh, on the other hand, does all five. Look at Isaiah 33.22. Legislating, our lawgiver. Deterring and punishing, our king. Deciding and sentencing, our judge. All are carried out by God himself. Let's consider them each in turn. First, God the judge writes the law. He alone has authority to say what is allowed and what is not. Whether written on tablets of stone or on human hearts by the Spirit, Ezekiel 36, 26-27. Wonderfully, there can therefore be no misunderstanding or twisting of his commands at a later stage, either by man or by Satan, since he both decrees them and enforces them. As Aslan snaps to the queen in the film of The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, Do not cite the deep magic to me, witch. I was there when it was written. Next, he deters law-breaking by his very presence. Like a policeman who is everywhere, Yahweh restrains evil simply by being there. 
This is true not only for his disciples. Belief in God, however vague or deficient, still acts as a brake on society's slide downhill, which may be why the greatest atrocities committed in the last century went hand in hand with universal atheism. But it is obviously far more true for Christians than others. As Moses told the Israelites, The fear of Yahweh will be with you to keep you from sinning. Exodus 20.20 NIV Third, God weighs the evidence and reaches a verdict. In human trials, even the guilty can get off and the innocent get convicted because of anomalies in the evidence, the relative skill of the lawyers and the fallibility of the jury. Not so with God the judge. No mafia chieftain or spin doctor can bribe or talk his way out of anything before God. Have you ever tried to impress your friends by pretending to be knowledgeable about something and then found out that there was a genuine expert in the room? I have. And when you get discovered, there's a crushing feeling of exposure and humiliation as everyone watches your act crumble before them and sees you as the rather pathetic show-off you really are. The rich and powerful in this world will discover that when they stand under the all-knowing gaze of Jesus Christ. How could anyone fool an omniscient God? Fourth, God the judge passes the sentence. This is actually what Judgment Day is for. Many of us think of Judgment Day as a trial, a time when evidence will be heard and a verdict given, but it is not that. God already knows all the evidence, and the verdict of guilty has already been given. The sentence on our lives simply depends on whether we have accepted Jesus' taking of the guilty verdict on our behalf, so that we are declared righteous, called justification by faith, or not. More poetically, And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books, according to what they had done. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 12 and 15 Finally, God the judge implements the results of his own sentence. This is not simply a question of heaven and hell, although it is that, but also of rewards and punishments that correspond with the way we have lived. A crown, treasures in heaven, rest, inheritance, rewards, promises, a rich welcome, responsibility in the age to come, and so on. For those of us who have lived in the light of eternity, Judgment Day will be a day of celebration, not terror. The plaintiff, on the verge of being awarded massive damages, does not dread Judgment Day. They can't sleep for excitement, wondering what might be in store. Legislator, deterrent, jury, judge, and executioner, Yahweh is all of them at once. Or, in Isaiah's words, Yahweh is our judge. Yahweh is our lawgiver. Yahweh is our king. He will save us. Thanks for listening. On the next episode, we'll consider God is love. Don't forget, if you want to get the book for yourself, you can purchase the physical ebook 
or audiobook from tenofthose.com. The book has the same title as this podcast, Incomparable, and it's written by Andrew Wilson. Why not consider sharing this podcast with a friend so you can listen along and learn together? See you next time. Hit subscribe so that you get the latest episode as soon as it drops.